All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Pixel Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. Uh, I hope you all are having a good day or morning or night, whatever it is for you. Um, so today, uh, I have the lovely Indeska on the stream today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Greetings. <laughs> yeah, so t tell, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your game and all that stuff you're working on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's great to it's great to be here. I've I've um, been really wanting to hop onto this podcast for a while. Nice. Um, and yeah, so so my name is my name is Seth. Um, I am in Desga, um, and um, I've been making a game called Nicro for like the past gosh, almost eight years now. Oh wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know and, it's been that long. Yeah, well, I think well. The, it's kind of been full time for the past almost four years, but oh, from okay. conception, it's it's been this growing thing for the past eight years. Oh wow! So, yeah, it's it's uh, been a very slow burning thing. <laughs> nice. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, that actually. Um, so, are you completely uh, doing it yourself? Or... Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm I'm 100 percent. 100% doing it by myself. Well, I'd say I'd say maybe 99, 99%. I've I've had um, some help here and there with yeah. like, uh, concept art when I'm feeling really burnt out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so music, art, code, design, everything, and um, that in itself is mostly why it took so long, is taking so long to make. Because I would actually say um, two thirds of the time that I've been working on it has been spent with like learning things because um uh i think yeah so so when it was yeah 2012 that's when i actually started to do pixel art as well so the moment i actually started to create art for nicro was actually when i started pixel art oh so, wow. yeah so i literally made everything like all at the same time so i started pixel art started music i started um nicro i started uh, properly programming. I mean, I've been programming since I was young, but like really, you know, learning how to how to use GML. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's probably why it's taking so long. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't even imagine, you know, starting uh, my own game and like you know starting Pixar at the same time. Because uh, mm. for me, like I started um, Pixar first, obviously, and then I, you know. Like everyone who starts Pixar, you know, I wanted to make my own game. So um, mm. that's a little bit about how I got into it. But um, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. so you said you do the art, the coding, the music, pretty much everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do everything. And that in itself is, is quite cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it means that I've got a lot of creative freedom. And, exactly. Um, yeah, and it's it's great, but there are also some major um, trade-offs, and there are also some major um, how do I word this? Like it, the the way that I approached Nicro wasn't the best method because I was by myself, and because I got very uh, protective and defensive, and um, it, I mean it's something that I I'm so emotionally invested in, right? And it's, yeah, it's like yeah. everything that I dreamt about is literally my life, and and so what I'm where I'm going with this is the fact that because um because of that, uh, I've I've now realized that that wasn't the best plan of attack, and I should have mm -hmm. really gotten some people on board, 
um because now that i'm 90 plus percent done um it's it's getting to the point where i'm almost at breaking points uh yeah for, for yeah but but it's not but it's not just in general you know I, I mean it's not just i'm breaking in general it's like for each of the each of the parts of the game like sometimes i'm doing pixel art and i i just i just sort of i feel so tired i'm like oh god i, I can't do this anymore and then yeah i move on to music but then i feel tired with that so i can only imagine honestly because um yeah for me like whenever i did try and do my own thing like i was just doing the um well, well, so I was planning on doing everything, um, mm. but but even, like, whenever I just started doing the art, like, I got, like, pretty burnt out, like, within a month or so of uh, mm. making sprites and, and uh, different maps and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I do want to do, like, um, my own game eventually, but um, it yeah. definitely wasn't the right point for me, um, and I think whenever i do make my own i'm probably going to have at least like one other person with me to do the coding part um mm, mm. yeah because i definitely do not um i i don't think i don't think that that's uh something i'm going to be able to do anytime soon so <laughs> right right yeah. so so you'd, you'd call yourself more of a, an artist exactly a yeah exactly okay. yeah. yeah way more I mean, of an artist <laughs> yeah 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 well that's the thing i i i feel the same you know in, in uh -huh. terms of but I guess just to, to more of an extreme scale because I'm though though I yeah I'm able to program and though I'm able to make music I still deep down um, prefer art and I still okay. call myself an artist because um, that's where I that's where I tend to always go um, like I don't I don't think about when when, I, when I'm really bored and I'm thinking oh you know I want to do something and I don't want to go on the computer um, I don't I don't think about playing an instrument or or uh writing i think uh -huh. about drawing so, yeah, yeah and i'm sure you can relate um there are times when that's there the the thing that the that you can only think about is art or oh yeah for sure the next thing you're gonna draw or you know yeah so and i think i think that's a sure a sure sign that that you are an artist and not yeah <laughs> not <a> exactly <laughs> yeah mm. um because um so actually i've been wondering um have you ever done like uh art that's like not for the game like pixel art that's not for nikra oh yeah i mean it's been a while since i've done that i mean are we are we talking commission work or uh, no just like personal yeah so that's the thing because um i've done a lot of commission pixel art that is obviously not related but okay. i haven't actually ever done pixel art that isn't for Nicro or the Heptiverse. I noticed um, that. <laughs> yeah, and and there's actually reason for that. Uh, there's actually reason because the last time I did, um, I always I got so many people questioning if it was for Nicro. Oh. And, and I just I just I'm not a fan, or I don't know why. I'm, there are certain weird moments that I'm just not a fan of to interact with, and mm -hmm. it's like, it's actually this happens sometimes when I'm when I'm streaming, working on my Pixelite editor. Um, because people people will be like, oh, you know, is this is this Nicra? Yeah. And I'm like, can I not do anything else? Like, <laughs> yeah, I come think, on. I think you know, once you finish the game and release it and everything, yeah. I think you'll probably be able to uh, get away from God, that a little so. bit. Because, <laughs> um, or cause, actually, if anything, it will just evolve to, oh, is this the next Nicra? Is this Nicra two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or even or even people will just watch me, even though I'll be making something else. They'd be like. 
yo, like, I don't know, Nycra was cool, and I'm going, thanks, but we're doing something else here. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's... it definitely for uh, uh, solo developers, um, mm. I think it's definitely important for their fan base uh, especially to yeah. respect uh you know the the artists and um and you know let them do what they want and not you know put so many expectations yeah. on them uh, yeah that, that's actually very similar to another thing that um that fans of artists should do is um uh, and you might have experienced this the whole comparative thing oh uh, yeah non-pixel art like if you're in, if you're a pixel artist I don't know any pixel artist that goes to another pixel artist's piece and goes, uh, I don't know, whoa, this looks like Terraria. <laughs> you know? Exactly. No, yeah. no pixel artist does that because yeah. they know what it feels like. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, whereas, whereas the amount of times that I've I've had newcomers come to the stream when, when I am working on Nycra mm -hmm. and they go like, whoa, this looks like Terraria or whoa, this looks like Starbound. And I'm like, why can't this be its own thing? It's, it's yeah. I don't know, it's, it's such a struggle, but that's eh, all right. I know for me, like, in particular, I get a whole lot of uh, Hyperlight Drifter comments. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's one thing I kind of, like, not really uh, don't like. It's because, you know, I, I understand it. And mm. um, I definitely do take it as somewhat of a compliment, too, because I, oh, uh, yeah. I do, uh, like, subconsciously uh, am inspired by everything that... Uh, was in that game so um and even mm. even to like the game that i wanted to make was definitely going to be taking a lot of inspirations from that as well but, yeah yeah um, and i think i think a lot of these younger um artists players whoever mm -hmm. um i think a lot of them uh and i say this out of out of um relatabilities the, the fact yeah. that sometimes when you are really when you really love a game um like when i when i really loved uh, Minecraft, and I was super into when I was like in my teens. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's sort of how do I explain this? Like, it's you 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 project that onto other things. Yeah. So if if these if these these younger people are like, man, I love Hyperlight Drifter. When they see pixel art that is that is you know top down or something that's remotely has glowing lines or whatever, yeah, exactly. they're like this looks exactly like Hyperlight Drifter. <laughs> And, and and the artist, you as the artist, are like, what? There's nothing like it. But, yeah. But I guess from their point of view, all they are thinking about is Hyperlight Drifter because it's so cool. Yeah. And I definitely understand that though. Yeah, that's probably where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't really get too offended by it either, is because I understand no. that. Um... Yeah, I try not to get offended. I just there are times when um I, when I was making my uh, Minecraft texture pack um... and when I, when I posted um. And I posted some of the tools and items onto the Minecraft Reddit, and holy moly, like, like fifty percent of the comments were like, "This looks like Terraria," or "This looks like Starbound," or "This oh, looks like Stardew Valley," and I'm like, "Dude, this is this is quite very clearly Minecraft textures. This is a Minecraft Reddit. <laughs> why why would I post Terraria? Like, oh my god, yeah. honestly. Some people just like to reach for stuff. Um, oh so. yeah." It's fine. I, I, I know what it's like. I mean, we all kind of know what it's like where you're young and you've got the internet and, you know, exactly, you're, yeah. you're, you want to do pixel art and it's, it's, I, yeah, make, yeah, I Honestly, <laughs> like, I, I kind of wonder about that. Like, what would it be like if I um, started pixel art when I was in, 
in, either in high school or even before high oh, school. Oh, man. Um, because, yeah. like, it, it, like, there's this one artist, actually, um, you might have heard of him. I think he goes by, like, Monster or something, but um, he's, anyway, he's, like, a 14-year-old pixel artist, and oh, his my stuff God. is, like, godlike. Is that the guy that does um, the knights it, it looks, and stuff? It looks like a uh, Dark Souls looking. Yeah, pieces. like it's like oh shit, yeah, yeah. I made a tweet about him. I made a full on tweet about <laughs> like a whole retweet about how um uh well I think it was uh, I oh god I gotta find it actually it's really funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I saw that saw your retweet of it too, but um yeah. I've actually been talking with him a, a little bit in um, the uh, Pixel History uh, Discord server. Um, there's oh, a yeah, lot he, of uh, Pixel artists in there. Um, oh yeah, Monsterbot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Monsterbot. Um, so I, I, I tweeted uh, saying, me seeing this art. It was just a, one of his amazing pieces. I mm -hmm. said, me seeing this art. Ah, oh, sick, neato. I wonder who this godlike artist is. Sees that they're 14. Me losing all hope <laughs> to be a better artist. <laughs> And just just the fading away gif. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's, not, that's something yeah. I wonder about a lot. Is like, cause I I didn't start Pixar until like two years ago. So um, mm. and I'm actually 24 at the moment. So I'm definitely right. um pretty pretty behind on Pixar. Um, especially seeing how I... a lot of people, uh, especially on the Pixel Joint uh community, mm. they've been doing it for like you know 10 plus years. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. I mean, even even in my terms, like, excuse me, I I was like doing. I started Pixelart eight years ago, like, as mm -hmm. I said when I started Nicra, and yeah. I'm twenty. I'm twenty three. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but even then, that is still that's still no time compared to some artists. I know that that some people like Finlal Dithering and and all these yeah. uh, these artists who are uh, I assume just just from their their, their presence. Uh, I assume are older, uh -huh. but are so talented, and and who have who have been doing pixel art for for decades. Yeah. And and I know that I'm never going to be able to fully compete. But then you get people like Monstra, who yeah. who I assume has he started what before he left the womb. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um. And then <laughs> the the amount of the quality in it, I'm like, oh my yeah. god. Dude, you're gonna be in. You're gonna be invaluable when when. Sorry, not invaluable. Is that the right word? Uh, super valuable. My brain just. I, I think um, invaluable. Uh, I don't know. If invaluable. That, I is think that's that the word. Yeah. Sort of valuable. No, it's no. It's uh, unvalu unvaluable. Uh, unvaluable. Yeah. So oh, in, yeah, invaluable um, means like infinitely valuable. Pretty oh, much. Oh, okay. So. That's yeah. I was gonna say why. Why did that sound weird? <laughs> uh, yeah. He he would be absolutely invaluable for for future studios, right? Like, yeah. I for would, sure. If I was already a, uh, an established studio and i saw him i'd be like yo we need to we need to snatch this kid up exactly oh, yeah. um <laughs> like <laughs> like i understand what, I mean? what you mean though yeah yeah um but like uh. I, i've actually talked to him a little bit uh he's he's pretty like wise beyond his age um i gotta admit mm. um because you know he 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 actually says like a lot. He responds to a lot of people in his uh, on his that comment on his post and stuff that how he mm. um how how he like looks at tutorials from like you know all the great Pixar artists and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm. dude, I like just now started looking at those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been, well, he's been for me, it. like most of the first many many first many years of of Pixel art just involved me playing around. Like there was never any proper learning whereas yeah. you get people i wouldn't be surprised for example if, if monstro was was actually studying like really really trying hard to yeah. learn because 
for me, I was I was never trying hard. I just playing around with colors and shapes until things look okay, you know? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's pretty much my whole process, honestly. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I generally just, so. uh, like, you know, doodle a bunch of little random shapes uh, and then mm. go from there pretty much. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, like, that's one thing that's interesting to me is how these artists from any kind of background, whether it be, like, you know, a nice family and stuff to like even a dysfunctional family or whatever um who lives mm. in a pretty like low income area uh can can you know still create all these amazing things and i think it's honestly like really mm. uh, uh what's the word uh inspiring yeah so mm. yeah because um, i don't uh well no, i'm not gonna get into that actually <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> something but i feel like it's probably not appropriate um in respect to monster bot because uh, I don't want to tell, you know, he, he might have put some private stuff on the Discord. I don't want to you know, get into that. So. Oh, possibly, um, yeah. That's all good. I understand. Yeah, um, but uh, anyways, uh, so are we already went through that topic. Uh, what are some of your inspirations? Inspirations? Um, now, this is actually a really broad question because uh-huh. for me, um, me being a generalist, my inspirations come from, like, completely random things yeah and um so but are we, are we if we're talking in respects to nicra yeah um, well, just your pixar in general yeah because yeah because i i have a i have a uh i like to hope that i have a, a style and uh-huh. i was talking about this before on twitter about because i asked people ask me often um you know where does my style come from and mm. it is linked to nicra itself and um but Nycra is actually really inspired by um, films and not oh. games. Okay. Um, so films like um, Interstellar, Arrival, Annihilation. Oh, I freaking love Interstellar. Oh, dude. It's like one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Favorite, yeah, so good. Um, yeah, and also other, other movies like Moon and the two Blade Runner movies mm-hmm. and... Um, there was another one that I keep on forgetting. Um, there's, there's like Ad Astra and it's all these like basically it's mostly just sci-fi movies, but yeah. but, but really specifically, oh Looper, that was the other one. Oh okay okay. Um, but really when it when when I think about like where my ideas came from for Nycra, um, my my lights in my room just turned off. Okay, one second. Uh- <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh, they're, they're on timer because it's, oh, okay. it's, it's 11 o'clock here. So uh, lights were like, okay, time for sleep. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So anyway, so when I when I actually think about uh, where Nikura, like the, 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 the deep inspiration, um, it's it's mostly from life experiences, people, um, and the films that I watch. Nice. So, yeah. But I'd I'd say Interstellar is definitely up there with with the most insp- inspiration and yeah, and for maybe sure. Fez. <laughs> oh okay, um, I actually really enjoyed that game. Yeah, yeah Fez Fez is probably and because I, I have people um, I have people ask I uh, sorry I have people say quite frequently on the stream that that it reminds them of Fez and I guess that's probably because it's very the um, colorfulness of it the secrets yeah, yeah. that, that side scrolly hidden treasures bar. yeah yeah um yeah alternate language honestly like one of the things i commend fest for is um 
being one of the first um, that I know of uh, Pixar games where it incorporates 3D elements, um, and it really pushed that, I think, mm. uh, because, you know, there's a the whole, like, technically each, uh, like, you know, sort of platform or whatever was kind of like a 3D... Uh, it's voxels. Yeah, yeah, and but it just turns or whatever. So, um, mm. it, I don't know. I thought that was, like, really, really interesting. No, it's 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 awesome. Yeah, because um, Renaud, the uh, programmer, and Phil, they actually made a voxel editor... Oh. And each, yeah, it it is voxels like legitimate. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, but um, it's just on a tiny scale. It's well, yeah, but the 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 voxels are the sizes of the pixels, and they use an oh. orthographic camera. And okay. so what it is is like when you rotate on just one axis, um, and then you just rotate quickly and then perfectly align it on a specific um uh direction, uh-huh. then it will it will basically look like flat pixel art oh that's that's freaking incredible (laughs) yeah it's that's the thing that's why it's that's why it's so much cooler than than people think because um people just think it's just some blocks with flat textures but but if you i don't know how far you've played but if you finish fez Uh and if you collect all the all the cubes you actually unlock um glasses so you got the fez and you also have the glasses and the glasses give uh gives gomez a uh first person camera wait really yeah Oh my god! I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. People, the game I has to, like, so many YouTube secrets. That after this or something. I don't know. And it allows it allows you to uh, look at the voxels and everything, and look at the voxel that's, world. Oh, that's crazy! Can you actually mm. play in it too? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, actually, I think. Oh, actually, I think you can't move, but when you oh, go okay. into the view, you can like look around. Oh, look and, around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool though. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I feel like yeah. if they did make it, make you be able to move, it would be essentially like Minecraft, but like a platformer or sort of like a puzzle. Yeah, kind of... that would be an amazing, like, it's like the game is 2D, but actually 3D, yeah. but actually first person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, uh, that, that's an idea for a sequel, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, well, they were going to make Fez 2. Um, oh, were but... they? Yeah, but that got cancelled pretty quick because uh, Phil yeah. had a breakdown, unfortunately. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Um, there was this uh, indie indie dev movie or something. Indie, indie game, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, uh, I used to watch that religiously. <laughs> <laughs> Very that, good movie. I feel like that inspires you a little bit. Um, with your, oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Edmund McMillan's story with uh, Super Meat Boy was just oh, so yeah. inspiring. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, I really wish to be like, and uh, have the same. Uh, what, what is it called? Follow. I wish to follow his footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, such a great guy. That's cool. Um, let's see. I, so one of my points here is actually being an artist on an indie indie game dev team, but like you know, you're your own team. So I <laughs> guess that wouldn't yeah. really, uh, you know, be a thing. I mean, because you're pretty much doing everything. So. Uh, mm. See, yeah, oh, I, oh, what about your creative process, actually? Um, that really depends on what creative bit. Uh, well, you let's know say about. in regards to your pixel art. Okay. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because even even my pixel art is still uh really connected to a lot of the more uh digital art that I do in terms of you know sketches and stuff. Uh-huh. So. My my process, especially if I'm making um, tile sheets or something for the game, um, 
I tend to I tend to think about it. I tend to think about a scene, um, and because I I tend to do things in in chunks. So mm-hmm. if I have a room in mind that I want the queue to go through, um, I think okay, I want I want it to look a certain way. Maybe have a specific object. Very similar to Fez, actually. Just, just yeah. having like a main focus for each room, mm-hmm. and and when I have that, I'm like okay, I'm just gonna open up Photoshop or a sprite or whatever's closest, and just. Um, Scribble. I tend to draw white on black. I prefer a black background, white um, pencil. Oh, okay. White. Yeah, for some reason it—it's such a minor detail, but like, but that, but that is actually the one thing that helped me um, uh, do more uh, draft work. I don't know yeah. why. It was just—I think it's just easier in my eyes. Um, I think. I think um, that because uh, I know for at least traditional art when you work from a black background and build like light on top of it it helps mm. to build more volume uh, a lot easier um, yeah I so think, maybe I think that... that's what it is yeah because yeah, for me um I think when I, when I'm when I'm focusing on the lines when I when I have the bright background of the black lines it's really hard to focus yeah um and especially because I'm I'm kind of like photosensitive as well and okay. so for me, I when, that's why that's why uh, when I hear people use like light theme for like, oh god I'm the same I'm like, way how could you I'm oh the same god. way like how could you watch Twitch like when the screen is all white like I don't I don't yeah. understand jeez um, um yeah so so when it's, when I'm doing drafting I tend to yeah prefer a black background white white pen um yeah what uh but yeah and then what I do is depending on the layout or structure of of whatever I'm drawing I can either um, like sometimes I draw it in the literal pixel scale, so I scribble ah. it in pixels, and okay. then just put tiles over the top. Um, or uh, if it's really high resolution, if I was just just drawing on a full canvas, um, I tend to just sort of look at it, maybe put on my second screen, and then just sort of keep it to the side, and then just block it out in a sprite. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, as, as I said, it kind of depends on what I'm drawing because if I, if I, if it's like a structure, like I said, then it, it's this more elaborate process. But if it's something like a tree, I just I just start and begin, and the tree just they, I don't I don't sketch organic things; they just happen. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds, that sounds kind of weird, but no, I'm, I it's know the only mean. way I can draw organic stuff. I can't draft or sketch organic things. Yeah. You just gotta kind of do like one branch at a time, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, that's kind of how I do a lot of my a lot of my things. If, I, if something, if something like a uh, something organic, like a tree or a mushroom, I actually draw it from the direction in which it would have grown from. Yeah. Um, I, again, very minor detail, but when it comes to trees, um, if I'm drawing the tree and I'm aware of the atmosphere, like there's a specific atmosphere, a spe- spe- yeah, specific planet uh, in Nicra mm-hmm. uh, that has a constant blowing wind, and so I know that the trees are going in sort of the right direction. But when when I'm actually drawing it, I'm thinking, well, I kind of want it to have some some wobbliness or some uh, bent shape, or maybe it has two trunks that are twisted and yeah. What, but as I said, it really just, I don't sketch it. I just, I just draw it. Um, and I've even had people on the stream question me. They're like, what, what are you doing? Like, how, how are you, why are you just doing that? Why are you just drawing a tree? Why are you not sketching it? And I'm like, well, I can't. Like, it doesn't work in my brain. I, I overthink it if I sketch. I'm the same way with clouds as well. Um, mm. I generally, like, I, I cannot, um, 
like sort of get the one pixel tool and do like the whole like you know the outline the shape of it and then go in and like draw in the small little uh lumps of uh colors and stuff like that mm. i actually have to use like a bigger size pixel brush and just mm. go in and just fill out the shapes and then and then carve out using opposite colors and that sort of thing um mm, mm. Cause uh, I I don't know it's just yeah it's something it's like the same the same reasoning for why you do the trees like that and stuff so yeah well uh, I I think when it comes to that sort of stuff it's it's really hard to um, I'm sure there's a word for it but it's kind of like uh it's like kind of like generative art but from uh, yourself and yeah. you're it's like you start off with a seed and you start off with a point and you just sort of go from that point. Um, and I, I tweeted about this before. I can't remember if you were part of it, but I know that Frenic was, mm -hmm. um, in terms of retweets and replies, but, yeah. but it was the whole, like how, how each of us draw clouds in pixel art. Oh, okay. I think I might've been a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, my method, uh, I know that Frenic's was very methodical and very geometric mm -hmm. and, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and just sort of let myself go and just did it. Yeah. And and then after when I recorded the GIF and I, I put it on Twitter, that's when I and I rewatched it. That's when I noticed that I go in spirals, um, ah. and you know it's like it's like all these little things that you notice, um, yeah. especially when you watch your own art. And it's it's good because I was like, oh okay, it's interesting how my brain decided that when I'm drawing clouds, it it it's sort of like I start from one point and I don't lift my pen once mm -hmm. and I just just sort of go out in spirals, just all in all directions and exactly. it looks like a cloud yeah um because um, i feel like actually one thing this is this is actually an important thing i was going to mention before uh -huh. one thing that really helped so much of my art was um i think I, I think it was ages ago i remember asking um shit i forgot his name uh <laughs> not not finlal um the guy who did the Dimitri? art for tower 57 or something uh i don't think i know them Oh gosh, hold on. I need to. I need to know. I feel bad <laughs> I've known them for a while. Tower fifty-seven. Oh, I probably know what you're talking about. Um, just can't think of it. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I was. The reason why I forget is because the username is is not you know, like English. It's it's oh. Xiang Mao. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Xiang Mao. Um, yeah. Xiang Mu. I. Oh gosh. I don't even. I know. think it's Xiang um, Mao. Yeah, because it's M-O-U. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, the point is, is that I remember <laughs> ages ago, like years and years and years ago, when I was a fan of theirs and or still am, and, and I asked mm -hmm. I asked them um, just just for a pixel art, just a tip, and they just said, um, you know, don't don't think too hard about uh, like what you're what you're drawing, you know, don't don't be go don't get too uh, tight and constrained about the thing that you're drawing, especially when you're just building it from the first pixel. Yeah. Um, and it's that sort of thing that that those was it? I can't even remember it was actually them. But the point was, the point was is that that sort of thing had, had really changed my my process because I really wanted to just um, I wanted to be able to create natural looking art, but I was always so like anal and 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 finicky with mm -hmm. the fine details, and I you just gotta let yourself go sometimes. Yeah, for me generally, I'm actually kind of the opposite. Um... If if I feel like I um, got everything down like compositionally and I got the mood that I was go that I was going for, mm. um, I find it uh, uh, like really critical that I don't you know overwork myself and I just call it done because 
if I mm. if if I like keep adding more stuff to it, I feel like it it could make things a little bit cluttery or um oh, yeah. it could take away from the piece. So um I think it's it's mm. it's a, a art in itself of finding when to when a piece is actually finished. Honestly, so oh for sure. I mean, yeah. that, what you just said is is quite literally one of the biggest processes of making a game. Yeah. Is you the the times when you just have to be like okay this is this is good enough yeah exactly <laughs> you know, this is fine um, and that's that's one of my biggest problems actually and mm -hmm. that's something that that is uh, a cause of all of my worries <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. but I'm working on it you know and that's why that's I'm I'm getting better at working on, on Nykra and I'm hoping that by the time that I'm well. And mm. the time that I'm strong and and I've grown as as a human, that's when the game is done and I can work on the next thing, but better. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So for the uh, editor, uh, do you mm. plan on? Uh, I I'm sure you probably don't plan on releasing it before you're done with Nykra, but um, <laughs> what mm. what are your plans on that exactly? Yeah um yeah so for those who don't know um i've i've been working on this pixel art editor called editor um which is just a play on words because my 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 username and is a is an acronym for entertainment design gameplay yeah um so edg i tend to use for a lot of things mm -hmm. so i was like editor editor that's kind of cool I'll use yeah that. <laughs> um and uh yeah so i was i I really, it sort of stemmed from using pixel art editors or just just art editors for mm -hmm. many years. And I mean, I've gone through Photoshop, GIMP, uh, Pixel Edit, and Acebrite. Yeah. And even MS Paint, if you count that. Mm -hmm. And so through all of those, always, there's so many pros and cons. Yeah. And I know that, that there are so many other alternatives out there, but I was like, you know what? I can I can program. Um, I just want to have a crack and see if I can do something that would work for me. Like I'm not gonna think about anyone else. What do I want in a pixel editor? And that's sort of where it, where it began. And mm. um, then I started to quickly hear from my followers that that the the things that I would be showing off on Twitter of of little features and stuff they were also really interested in. And that's why. Um, and this was this was made in GameMaker. I the first version of Editor, first many versions of Editor, I actually made in GameMaker. Oh wow! Um, but I ran into some really really big uh, limitations, um, especially when it came came to like um, like system system wide functionality. Yeah. Like one thing that you take for uh, many people take for granted is copying um, copying images into the clipboard. And then pasting it in another application, oh. and that's actually really complicated. Yeah, because um, has to be of the right the right format, and the engine has to support it, and it has to connect to Windows or whatever OS you're on, and and so that was impossible in unless you use a DLL, impossible in GameMaker. Mm -hmm. So um, that as well as performance and stuff, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna learn C plus <laughs> plus. <laughs> um, and that was that was the start to a huge huge thing because. Um, when I started to learn C++, um, it, it became like a drug and I was so addictive oh, because wow. I was so, I love it so much. I don't know why, but C++ is such a great language and I, I'm enjoying it so much. And it's the first time in ages that I've actually enjoyed, you know, learning something new. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make editor from the ground up, use C++ and... I did a lot of research on the best graphics libraries and da da da, and mm. ended up with SDL two for those who who want to know. And 
and now it's at a point where it's legitimately very cool and i'm very proud of it yeah um, i mean it's, it's coming it's along nicely open source for those also who want to know yeah um, just just github.com slash indesca slash editor and um e-d-g-i-t-o-r that is yeah. um and yeah and like i i just want it to be this i'm not gonna it's not i'm not gonna you know ask for money for any uh like i'm not gonna sell it mm-hmm. um and it's not necessarily supposed to compete with anyone it's just purely like i wanted a pixel art editor that ran in native resolution uh sorry yeah native resolution native refresh rate that's a big thing because most mm-hmm. editors are locked at 60 or 30 fps and i've got a 120 hertz panel right so i really uh... i i can't i can't you know when i'm doing pixel art or any art it's so much nicer when it's smooth yeah um so little things like that um nice. and yeah and so i'm hoping i'm really hoping to to finish it or get it so it's functional enough that i can use it for the last few moments of nicra oh that'd but be cool it would be cool it would be super cool but i've also been realizing that i've been spending possibly too long on it <laughs> and yeah which is typical for side projects yeah. and um it's 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 taking a lot taking a lot of my time and i i've you know i looked at the calendar recently i've been trying to avoid it mm-hmm. and uh i'm like oh shit it's almost august yeah and... it's crazy how time has been like at least for me it's been going by like super fast oh dude yeah no i think i think it's been for everyone like everyone that i've spoken to they're like dude where did the past three months ago i saw this thing <laughs> where like wait last week was march <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's what it feels like yeah and then, and then when you hear that you know in in less than five months it's going to be 2021 exactly it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's it's honestly crazy um, i actually have uh one of your tweets up it's uh saying live oh. brush editing uh and oh, yeah. the editor uh i think that's a really cool feature um yeah because i'm thinking of possibilities that i could do like even with making trees you could make like several um mm-hmm. brushes where you could have like leaf textures mm-hmm. and you can combine them and you know swap between them whenever you yeah. want to dude that would be so freaking awesome this is this is why i added it that's yeah. actually <laughs> one of the biggest features um because that the the live brush editing um i was i spoke about it a lot on my, my previous stream mm-hmm. um and i was talking to, i was talking with people who were watching and i was like you know have you got any suggestions and we actually came up with a slightly different a slightly better solution so now it's gonna for those who use gimp this might sound familiar mm-hmm. but basically um uh you're gonna have sort of like so you got your tools window which has all your tools but yeah. then the brush is going to be its own thing and the brush is going to be like if you want to if you want to have anything that changes the way that it draws that's going to be in that window so you know oh. most editors you have like the tools and you have you have a razor brush yeah fill, but then you have things like line and you have things like circle yeah or whatever instead of that being its own tool that's actually going to be inside the brush oh. and so but but it but it gets bigger than that though because what that is is that that's going to be for um that's going to be for uh per like a, a per action thing this mm-hmm. is so hard to, it's a little hard to explain but basically what it's going to allow is i'm going to be able to cross over tools and the actual uh functions of each brush and so basically you can do things like um 
with with every line stroke, um, you can connect other things to that line. Or mm. um, maybe if you're drawing a circle, around the radius of the circle, it can draw um, other brushes. Oh, um, that'd be cool. Yeah, but but then with those other brushes, they're also part of the other part of the of the brush system, which is having collections. And so I'm hoping to make it so, like what you said with the leaves, you can basically add an infinite amount of brushes to to a certain like collection and yeah. so let's say let's say you um take a moment uh to create a whole bunch of different shapes of leaves and that's the that's the collection when you're when you're drawing it would just be that the the one leaf shape that you select mm. or you can like sort of use a, a key assigned uh, assigned key or whatever to to, to move through them and, and manually choose them or there's going to be check boxes like uh shuffle there's going to be um ones that will actually go like a ping pong or a loop so you can actually do like animated brushes oh wow um, and i'm really hoping for this to work out because i think that especially for pixel art because if you can if you can uh have a whole bunch of leaves and you do like a scatter and you do like a shuffle and you add some other little details you can automate um, animation pretty much yeah animation and you can either have them so yeah so like yeah, there's, there's, lots, there's lots of things I can do, even even down to like the direction that you're painting, and it will change yeah. the shape of the leaves. Lots of stuff. Um, but yeah, and I'm wanting to make it so it would just be so easy to just you just move around, and you know, a whole leaf cluster will just come together. Oh yeah. Um, and I was even thinking about having so um, when you draw, there's like different parts of the brush could as, uh, to assign to a, maybe a palette. And the palette can have like a positive or a negative. So every time you draw over it, that brush will make colors behind it darker, but only in the palette. And there's all these like really interesting ideas that can work with this. Um, and I think that it would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, honestly, that looks like one of the the features that I like the most. Um, mm. for, for especially for doing different textures and things. Um, that'd mm. be really mm. useful. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I just, I just think that um, there, as I said, there are many pixel art programs out there, and a lot of them are very like, here are some like effects or uh, no offense to Sprite scripting and it's <laughs> like all these things that are cool, yeah. but there's still not a whole lot of functionality when it comes to literally drawing, which yeah. is what I want. I want exactly. I want full control. Basically, I want to be able to program my brush to do anything. Mm. And I think that would be cool. And I want to I want to set it up where things are chained and linked, and it will allow you to basically do that. And uh, like even like one in particular that I've been really wanting to to play around with is adding um, uh, like physics to lines or oh. or like if you're like let's say let's say you're drawing. And you wanna you click one place and you drag somewhere else, and um, that that's just a straight ass line. That's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then what you can do is either I can make it so while you're holding down, or maybe it will record the previous thing, or whatever. You like scroll, or maybe you press some buttons, and it will basically uh... add weight to the line, and it will it will sag and droop as if it had weight to it. That'd be um, cool. There's things like that that I really want to do. But then along with that, right? Along with that. Um, in the actual brush functions, you can make it so along the line you can randomly place little things on it, like little leaves on the line, and then it suddenly looks like a vine. Or yeah, the, yeah, 
the, the, the possibilities are kind of endless. And exactly. That's, that's why... <laughs> That's, I mean, even even just in general, right? It's mm -hmm. it, it, when when it comes to making an application, there's so many things you can do. And yeah. I mean, I've listed so many features, and yet I still haven't even in the actual program. I still haven't even gotten like a color picker. So, oh wow! Yeah, so there's a lot to do. Um, but but I got big dreams. Yeah, for sure. Um, so mm. this would be like more of an ongoing project kind of thing. Oh yeah, this yeah. is gonna go beyond Nicra. This is this is something that because it's open source as well. Mm -hmm. I do hope that when Nicra comes out, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of programmers and and as a community, we're gonna add these features that I'm gushing about because oh, that's cool. It would be cool, and I think yeah. I think it would be really awesome to, um, like, yeah, I I think yeah, I don't know. It's hard to hard to describe, but I would really <laughs> love. I would really love a whole bunch of people to use it, and mm -hmm. and even even for um, I want it to be as minimal as possible because I also want people to learn, possibly learn C plus plus using it because yeah I think that that the way that I've programmed it made sense to me and if I can understand it and I'm only just learning C plus plus I'm hoping that if people were to try it they'd be like oh this is kind of cool and then maybe I can make some tutorials and. You know, it's, it could sort of go go on for for ages with all the ideas, but um, I think for sure. yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's see. Oh, uh, what what are, what are your favorite games? Oh my! Uh, <laughs> I know it's a pretty broad question, but yeah, I don't actually play games that often. Oh really? Um, no, no. I mean, mostly because I just don't have time. But well, um, yeah. Uh. The, my answer to that changes frequently. I'm the um, same. I could just say I could just say Fez because that's yeah. that's a game that I have always loved. But um, recently, I've been really in love with um, Devil Daggers. Oh, I, I don't think I've heard of that one. What is that oh, about? Oh my god! Holy moly! Devil Daggers is <laughs> amazing. It is. I think it's made by I think either one person or like a small team. Um, but it is so cool. It is this um, first-person uh, arena game where you play as this, I assume, this this being um, who's able to shoot daggers from their fingers. And you're basically swarmed by floating skulls. And But it's in this, like, PS1-style, low-poly oh. first-person. Wait, wait, what um, is the name of it again? Uh, Devil Daggers. Devil Daggers. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. It's um, it's amazing. It's so good. Um, and is it the one that came out in 2016? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh uh, wait, I've seen this before. Hmm. Oh yeah, and there's like a bunch of like enemies coming towards you and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Hmm. Um. I for me. Uh, uh, so I'm like you, uh, where you say you have uh, your favorite game sort of changes a lot. Mm -hmm. um, my current one, uh, it's definitely a tie between The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. Oh um, yeah, those... I'm really wanting to play Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, uh, it it's uh, it's so freaking good. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm actually probably gonna play it like after the podcast is over because uh, mm. I kind of want to play before I go to bed. But um, mm. definitely gonna be yeah. uh, playing that. I mean, I already beat the game, uh, both of them actually, but I just like playing it. So 
Oh yeah, um, I, that is that is a surefire sign that a game is good. Yeah. Um, there's only been one game, like more on the AAA side of things. Um, only one game that has made me do that, and that's uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Ah, okay, yeah. Are you looking um, forward to uh, the next the next one? Oh my god, dude! I jumped up from my seat when I heard that. Yeah. I was, <laughs> man. I I am in love with Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. Um because i don't know what it is i don't actually i'm actually not a fan of aloy as a character I think yeah she's very poorly written but mm. but um and also completely robbed from her concept art i don't know if you've ever seen her concept art she was a um this more tribal looking girl with with darker hair and darker skin oh wow. um and they just ginger with white skin anyway yeah um <laughs> no offense to gingers yeah um, but but yeah so so Horizon um, is just such this amazing game, and and there are just times when I'm like, I really just want to shoot shit with an arrow, and it just feels so good in that game because mm -hmm. of the slow mo features, and yeah, it's it's great. I love it. I really love it. Um, and the 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 story is fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, great. like for me. Um, I'm never, I'm never too much of a story kind of person. I generally like, I would like gameplay, like good gameplay over a good story, like any day. Mm. Um, but, um, that game, like something about, like you said, the action and stuff is just really like, uh, mm. addicting. It um, is. I didn't really it's get good. too much into the story. Um, I know the, oh, the no, basis of it, um, but I just mm. I, I didn't really care because I, I just like running around and shooting like you know the the cyborg uh, uh, enemies walking around and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's kind of why I really enjoyed it. The, there were times when like as I said after after playing it, um, I wouldn't replay it. I would just continue to play it because I just want to hunt the animals and like that's it. Mm -hmm. um, the story. The story's very generic, and even the DLC was dry. But, but I enjoy collecting new items and and having a new weapon. And, um, it's yeah, it, it's good. I I'm really excited to see what they expand upon, especially with, uh, the PS5 supposedly being very powerful. I'm really hoping that they're gonna really push, um, the expansiveness of the world and. Because I feel like there were times when they it definitely seemed like they were limited by the um, by the the hardware of the PS4 um, in terms of how grand certain things are and even down to gameplay. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited. Forbidden yeah. West is going to be amazing. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Um... Mm. Let's see. Oh, uh, are you going to be getting the PS5? Um, hmm, I am a PlayStation kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, nothing can beat the PS4 Pro design. I'm just going to mm -hmm. say that now. Yeah. The PS4 Pro design is amazing and it looks beautiful. And the PS5 just looks not that great in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Um, I'm getting it just for the games. I really don't give a yeah. shit about what it looks like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna be the same. But if if they did come out with a matte black version, I've seen people Photoshop that. To, yeah, to, it looks so much better. It does. It does. And I would, I really hope that they do release a matte black version because I'll probably get that and I'll be okay with that. But the white, the white 
looks like a collar. Like it just doesn't yeah. look great. In my Actually, opinion. now that you mention it, um, I do remember seeing something on an internet the other day uh, where it was like a sort of like a leaked image, I guess, and it mm. uh, essentially. Um, what what the photo showed was uh you know how it has the two white sides like on the on mm. the sides of the console and yeah. basically it had like um it had those like taken off so there was like these little spikes that basically you insert into the side that makes it stick to the the main console oh, okay. or whatever so like if those pictures are true um it could mean that the the, the face plates or whatever would be interchangeable um oh. and and i think if that's true i think people will go crazy over that holy shit yeah Be- because you know what that would mean yeah. you, that would mean that you don't have to buy like you know a god of war a limited yeah limited yeah. edition yeah you could just buy the face plates and you wouldn't even have to worry about changing the console so i think that's a ingenious oh, idea dude if that is true i i didn't even think about that that's so cool um yeah if that is true uh, that is absolutely a game changer because for sure that, that would be great because that means i can buy one that's black and white and then if they happen to release or even if just alongside it you just buy the the black like plates you just swap it out easy you know yeah um, that could be cool like limited edition transparent ones oh or, that would be awesome you know like something retro that could be awesome oh yeah. dude nice <laughs> um I, I i really hope that is true um mm. i mean the, the the image looked like it couldn't have been photoshopped because it was in a sort of like pretty shitty lighting conditions and stuff so like yeah it i mean there is a possibility it could have been but like i like someone would probably had to spend forever just to make make it look like that so mm. um but I, I think hopefully it is true uh because I think a lot of people would like that. For for me, I probably wouldn't go too much um, into customizing it. Because I, I generally don't really care too much about the actual console's looks itself. Uh, I've never mm-hmm. actually bought any of the um, the limited edition, you know, special special PS4s, uh, skins, and all that stuff or whatever. So. Um, oh, no, neither. Yeah. No. So. Mm. I mean, but that would be cool, though. Um Someone actually in chat was saying that Xbox has more capability, though, I think. Um, I, I think that's true as far as the yeah. teraflop things or whatever, but, like, um, in, in, in general, it doesn't really matter because, first of all, like, even if it is slightly better, it's not going to make too much of a difference in the well, long run. Yeah. I think that's um, I think that's a very valid point. Is people people are just comparing numbers, yeah, and not comparing experience, um, exactly. But um, or the experience of it, and also yeah. not even then. Um, like I'm I'm totally. This is the thing, right? This is I was I completely opened up my mind in terms of if PS4 just wasn't going to be captivating and Xbox was going to absolutely steal it. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely go to xbox yeah but just again xbox didn't have any major games to show and when they did they showed halo infinite and it looks not that great in my opinion yeah um and so and then i was not expecting um gorilla to really or to announce um horizon uh forbidden west and Mm -hmm. when i saw that i was like no i have to get the ps5 because for me personally horizon was the reason why i've got um the ps4 pro in the mm-hmm. first place yeah. um and then i got the ps4 uh with 
Oh, geez, what game was it? Um, I think it was Skyrim. Um, okay. 2011? Something like that. Yeah, can't remember. But but the point is, um, even though Skyrim came out actually before the... Oh, no, because Xbox 360. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it came out Timeline, on PS3 man. first. Um, yeah. Xbox, and, Xbox 360 and PS3, and then uh, it came to PC, I think, and then it came to the PS4 and, like, yeah. the next year. Ah, um, uh, there was there was some reason behind it. Anyway, um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so I was completely open, and I knew that that if one was gonna actually seem better than the other, and it's the same. I tend to try to do that with everything. Yeah. Um, even though, like for example, um, I have an iPhone at the moment. I don't mm -hmm. actually like iPhone, but there are things about it that are, in my opinion, better than Android. I'm the same um, way. Yeah. Yeah, and and until. Android had truly releases something like uh, on on the Android platform. If there is a phone that truly captivates me, I'll absolutely switch. Like the OnePlus um, OnePlus Eight Pro that was released uh, end of last year, I think. That was that's a phone, for example, that I was like, holy shit, I would absolutely. Is that the one with, with the tablet mode sort of thing, or? Uh, the OnePlus Eight Pro is no, I think this one this one is a. I think it's because it's a Chinese company, but they, but they sort of, how do I describe OnePlus? Um, they, they're a smaller company that are trying to compete with, um, Samsung and Apple, okay. but, but their, their first few phones that were released were supposed to be like flagship killers because uh -huh. you would get a phone that had very similar specs, but it would be like a fifth of the price. Um, and someone was saying Huawei, but I don't think you're talking about the no, no, yeah, was well, sorry, yes, yes, it was seeing that, but but yeah, they they um, yeah, I I mean, I'm I tend to follow really closely to to phone stuff, but mm -hmm. I know that it's not necessarily like it's all the same these days, yeah. I used to be so into it, but now everyone's just copying each other, so yeah, um, um oh, for uh, back to the um, the ex the console thing. For hmm. for me, um, you know, there's always there's always going to be the whole console wars and all that stuff. Um, hmm. At least until both of the companies decide to just go away from consoles and move to like cloud gaming or something along the lines oh, of that. Um, yeah. But um, so People for me, like yeah. <laughs> for and honestly, that'd be hilarious to watch though. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Because uh, so for me, I'm not. I don't consider myself really a fanboy of any console or anything because mm. the way I see it is, um, if if Microsoft, so so say that Microsoft was Sony, right, and they had those exclusives and everything. I would definitely be a Microsoft person. Absolutely, that's um, what I was saying before. Yeah, it's, and yeah. and for me, it doesn't really matter uh, about the name that's on the console and all that stuff. It's just like you know the games, uh, mm. and uh, Sony is definitely uh, time and time after time proven that uh, they are one of the best. As they say, the uh, what is it? The um, best way to play or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> something like whatever that. the slogan is. Yeah. yeah um, um, yeah, well, that's the thing because I, I've, I've said this before. Actually, I remember tweeting about this oh God, ages ago. But, but I was talking about how, um, Sony knows how to pick their games, mm -hmm. and I think that's I think they just have such a good team when it comes to to finding games to to publish yeah. because most of the games that they announced are now part of their new PlayStation Studios, Studios platform, yeah. um, which is kind of what they're doing because they're 
they're basically bringing in the the studios that were uh, that have already made them millions and millions of dollars and be like okay we're just going to be a little bit closer to you to make sure you don't slip uh, through our fingers exactly um, yeah. so gorilla for example um it's like that sort of thing where they go okay we want you to be part of um playstation studios and just you're just gonna make games for us essentially but mm-hmm. but the actual studios that they choose just so happen to be the best in the world exactly. and um and this is the thing this is why playstation is in such a powerful position because you can't be a studio and be in that position you have to already be an established company mm-hmm. and in even being the uh console creator uh of that of the games that the people are making is even better so like playstation is in this position like ea ea can't do this ea can't release games under ea studios or whatever and and have a whole bunch of other studios no one want that you know no everyone just be like what the fuck ea like no one wants that whereas playstation you 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 already associate the the games that are part of playstation and you see um like when i if i if i was to see horizon forbidden west for the first time and not knowing that it's a sequel i'd be like yo holy shit that's so cool like i want to want to play that yeah and and that's how i felt with the first game and so now seeing the sequel it's an even more intense feeling because i'm like I already played that and it was already amazing and now you've just completely sold me even just on that one game not to mention exactly. miles morales the spider-man game oh um, yeah like uh, uh there's another one as well i think there's another resident evil or something but like there's so many so many good games that are coming out on playstation and yeah. so many good exclusives and they just they just don't compare to, to xbox and i'm and they i feel really bad don't. for saying that but it's just it's just the reality because xbox just doesn't seem to be able to to scoop up games uh, studios that that can make seriously fantastic games um like ones that that truly bring you in exactly. I mean, i've seen i've seen many that that they're uh, going to be releasing and they all look fantastic don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. oh i see you see that right <laughs> oh they look pretty convincing too like i don't think that's uh fake yeah I mean, that looks that looks pretty legit actually yeah um so definitely oh. uh I, I really hope that that these are real photos uh um and for chat who doesn't who can't see uh basically i sent him a, a link to the tweet that actually here i can put it in chat um it's a link to the tweet um of what the rumored uh little customization thing is for the ps5 where you can snap off the uh the sides of it and customize that um mm. with interchangeable ones i assume but um man that would be awesome um yeah i'm just looking at, i'm trying i'm looking really close and seeing uh it seems to be like you you put the plate on and then you pull up like it seems yeah. like you push down to take it it's sort of upside down uh-huh. um see i don't know if that's just like mid construction yeah or if, it, or if that's something that that the user can do that um, yeah well i mean based on the the little the clip little design it does look like it would be able to detach yeah that's, yeah that's pretty cool though um yeah i really hope i really really hope <laughs> yeah for sure um there's a actually a shit ton of games uh 
there, there's this one called uh, Kina, I think, uh, that that looks sort of like a uh, sort of like if Pixar made a game, pretty much. Um, oh, yeah. It was the one of like the girl with the staff, and uh, she has like this little oh, minions. Yeah. yeah, that actually looks really nice. That looks amazing. Just the technical aspect of it too, like look, seeing all the the. Uh, you know the lights and and all the effects and everything yeah. like it just looks crazy yeah i remember that one actually yeah um, it's just God, so many good games <laughs> honestly yeah uh the the demons the demon souls remake looks freaking insane too. oh yes that is that as well like <laughs> there's dude, so many games <laughs> you can't compete with playstation you at really can't like dude yeah that demon souls looks so good yeah oh my god yeah, I um, look. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. And honestly, um, like, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really glad that there are lots of good games. But also at the same time, like, I haven't even, I haven't even played the new Doom and Oh Eternal. Yeah, yeah. And there's just so many games that I haven't played. I mean, I got Animal Crossing after waiting fucking years. <laughs> and, and I've only played it for like maybe ten hours max. Yeah. So yeah so i'm kind of like eh. there's a thing with that too um a lot of people have been saying recently about how there's like just not enough content in the game i guess um and yeah. i kind of i kind of agree to a point mm. um there is a lot of stuff you can do but like it just gets boring after a while for me at least um so yeah so you know i kind of i kind of see where they're coming from um mm. Also, um, there's this other one from Square Enix called Project Athia. Um, they showed that off like pretty a pretty small amount, uh, but it was gameplay, and it looks freaking incredible. Wait, um, I think I remember this one. What what was it called? Project Athia. A T H I A. A T H I A. Yeah, A T H I A. Yeah. Oh. From Square Enix yeah um honestly it's not surprising that that is a square enix game because it definitely looks very uh square enix um it yes. looks pretty pretty rpg-ish uh, a little bit mm. um yeah that looks sick yeah there's there's just so many to choose from that's the thing yeah. like i mean like and i can't think of like... anything on the xbox that I would actually be really excited for, honestly. Like, mm. um, that's kind of sad. I think there should at least be one game, but like, I can't really think of anything. Because um, I'm pretty sure Cyberpunk is coming out as a timed exclusive, maybe uh, on on Xbox. I might be wrong, but it is coming to PC along with that too. So I, I'd be getting on PC anyway. So I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, yeah, I'll probably be if that's the case. Um, yeah. I'm just getting on PC. I think my, my PC is more powerful than my um, PS4 anyway. Exactly, yeah. Uh, um, same. Yeah, and with a 120Hz screen, I think it'll just look amazing. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's probably what I'll do, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think they, they are an exclusive. I just don't know what the time frame is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cyberpunk is looking really good, actually. Uh, it's definitely one of my top three games uh looking forward to is that coming out this year it is right like i think they said they pushed it back to november uh yeah 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 something like that i think it's like november 27th or something if i remember mm. correctly let's see 
Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, they haven't tweeted about it in a while, so it's probably gonna take a while to find it. Anyways, um, let's see. Oh, um, here's one of the topics. Uh, what what would you be doing if you weren't an artist? Um, like say for instance, you weren't working on Nitro, or like that wasn't even a thing that popped into your head. Like, what would you be doing? Yeah, well, I guess then it'd be bigger than just not artists. It'd be just like not, <laughs> not everything. Um, mm -hmm. but. I don't know. I mean, if I wasn't specifically an artist, I would probably be, uh, I would either be, mm, a musician or, oh, okay. uh, or just sort of like a, I don't know if designer really counts as an artist or not, but, you know, coming up with ideas person. Like a graphic designer or something, maybe? Uh, more of like a, um, like a creative lead, you okay. know, like someone, yeah, someone yeah. who goes... Like an art director kind of thing? Yeah, but yeah. just with words. Oh, okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is. Yeah. You know? Uh, like, I can see myself being able to tell people and maybe to come up with ideas for, for a job, but, mm -hmm. um, that could be cool. But, but I think, yeah, musician would probably be the one thing that, that would, I'd probably do. And even, I mean, beyond that, if, 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 if it was none of these things, I'd probably just do... I, I was going to go to engineering um, oh, okay. at university because I've never been to university. So. Oh, um, that's interesting. That. Yeah. I actually thought, well, that makes sense now because you said you were doing NICRA for eight years. So I guess eight years, eight years yeah. ago you were still in high school or something. Yeah, I was, I was like 14. So, okay, so yeah. But, but, I, but what happened was that moment high school finished or right before high school finished, I basically had to choose between um university or not and i had to yeah. convince my parents to um to give me a gap year mm -hmm. um because you know they're typical typical parents and we want you to be successful yeah, yeah um and i was like well i want to i want to do what i want to do as well um mm -hmm. so i tried to convince them to yeah as i said have a gap year and then in that time that's when i quickly realized that i really wanted to work on nicara yeah and because Nikro wasn't really that big then. This was like end of 2015. And then when 2016 rolled around, I really decided to... I was working part-time and I was really spending most of my time working on it and designing things for it. And the art style changed yet again. And and by the uh, November 2016, that's when I released the uh, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was successful. And I guess it all just exploded from there. Nice. So, um oh yeah. also uh i want to touch a little bit on that music thing um because i oh, actually yeah. do music a little bit myself um mm. what, what are some of your favorite genres or artists to uh, listen to uh i'm i uh, i know it sounds a little um a little aloof but i do like to call myself an audiophile in terms oh, of really? I, I really yeah like i'm i i i really really enjoy music and i yeah. really I really, uh, I don't listen to music for the sake of music. I listen to music to like, because uh, I, I get I get a strong um, sensory like reaction to music. So when oh, I'm, nice. it sounds it sounds really dumb, but <laughs> but but what I'm what I'm trying to explain is the fact that when I I don't listen to music that has a whole lot of singing, for example. Yeah, so more like, instrumental stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, instrumental or. Um, 
really experimental things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my favorite musicians is FX Twin. Oh, uh, okay, I've heard of them. Yeah, 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 FX Twin, and um, uh, like really like when I'm when I'm on Spotify and I'm trying to trying to find music, and maybe I find a song that's really cool, and maybe it's on the uh, radio of sorts. And then I sort of go through their artists and find related artists. And I just sort of go down the rabbit hole. Oh, I do that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, and it's great. And I try to find as many weird musicians as possible. But there are times when sometimes I find a song and it's like a a fucking banger. Exactly. And then I look at at the artists and they've only got like 100 followers. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Oh, I honestly hate that because like Mm. there are some artists that I feel like uh should definitely get more recognition for oh, the stuff that they do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And one of the things that annoys me the most is whenever I discover artists and then I like look up their songs and like they made they were made like a few years ago and then I try and find any more recent stuff and I can't find anything and I, and I just mm. like I always wonder like so like was this just a hobby and they just decided to put that yeah. out or like or like are yeah. they actually going to still make stuff cuz I really want to hear more stuff from them. Mm. Um, funny you say that because that was actually something that i talked about on the stream today oh yeah Um, because there was uh i was going through some old music of mine Mm -hmm. excuse me uh old music as in like 2015 music yeah and back when life was good um (laughs) and one of i was just going through all of them and uh one album caught my eye because i used to listen to it all the time Mm-hmm. And it's called. Uh, I was just listening to it before. Where is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's called um, "Even If You Don't Believe" um, okay. by by Rusty. And oh. this album, I was like, oh, okay, you know, th- I remember I remember some great memories with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's hard for me to describe, but it, it's just such a high energy album, and I love it so much. But then when I when I was like, oh, I'm actually gonna look at Rusty's account. I noticed that that was the last album that he ever made. Wait, in 2015. Rusty? How do you spell it? Uh, it's with I E, so R U S T I E. Oh, oh, oh my God! Okay, I freaking love this dude. <laughs> I actually really? forgot. I forgot about him because, yeah, he doesn't make anything like anymore. No. Oh no, my so God. Okay, like so one of my albums, favorite songs. You can see, um, even if you don't believe, and that album, there are some songs on there like uh, "Peace thank Ups." You. Oh my god! Thank Elixir. you for reminding me. These songs are so good. Thank you for reminding me of this because I'm literally just gonna like listen to this like after the podcast for the rest of the night. Dude, do it. <laughs> one of my favorite songs from him is the one with uh, Danny Brown on it. Actually, um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, at- attack. Yeah. Yeah, I just like the way that his beat sort of like compliments uh danny brown's vocals uh mm, mm. it, it fits really that. well yeah good that. um i just the thing i just really love about that album in particular though is because it really captivates how 2015 felt for me yeah um and so especially uh, i highly highly recommend by the way maybe chuck it on your queue um peace ups it's the sixth song down from um even if you don't believe oh i um, see yeah it, that song dude that has the gr- the greatest drop um it is so good and i mm-hmm. really really recommend just listening on listen to it at a high volume yeah um it's great so yeah so great album but yeah really sad that as you as you mentioned he's one of those artists that that's the last music that he's made and that's it yeah 
It's crazy. Um, last like, time I yeah. heard that album, if you don't, even if you don't believe, last time I remember it, it reminded me of um, sort of like I guess the, the the best description of it would be like uh, a crystal dream, pretty much like yeah um it's very like atmospheric and shiny like it just sounds really bright and stuff um, oh yeah peace ops is absolutely yeah. that yeah very very high more of the um the high pitch sound of of the electronic scale but um, then um yeah he's so good i man i don't know how he does it he seems to put in so much volume into into the drums um, yeah there's a song called forever um for example and that one has such a good like uh big like throaty punch with each with each drum hit it's just so mm -hmm. good i don't know how he does it yeah um, it's freaking but, like the way that some of these producers make stuff is like it i kind of can relate because it's sort of similar to my art it's like it, it's in the moment you, you think you're not really thinking about it and then you look back at it you're like how the fuck did i actually make this you know yeah <laughs> it's, it's I, I, yeah. I feel like they think the same way about those beats because i know for some of the beats that i've made before it's um it's definitely i feel, definitely have that feeling from oh, like for sure. holy fuck i mean there's <laughs> there's one there's one song there's one song in particular that i made for nicra that's mm -hmm. for the uh sandy planet and that okay. and the that song, I think it's actually um, it is on my SoundCloud, but it is my most played song on my SoundCloud. And oh really? It is. I am so so deeply proud of it because it it just sounds so good, and it's 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 the first and kind of maybe the only time I've made a song, and I'm like, this is actually really good, and I'm really happy with it. Nice. Um, I'll see if I can get the link just maybe for the viewers. I'll check. Is it called Sea of Sand? Yeah, Sea of Sand. Okay. Yeah, I literally just typed in your name and um, it it was like the first one that popped up. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll definitely give it a listen after. Oh, why am I not logged into Twitch on browser? That's annoying. Okay. <laughs> um, I should probably do this anyway. So let me. Uh, um, five. Two, six, seven. Yeah, but um, but what uh hmm. uh software do you use? Um, there we go. Uh, nice. yeah. So I use um. Oh gosh, sorry, notifications. <laughs> okay, so I use um. I actually I use my iPad, so oh. I have it's an iPad Pro, and I use uh, Korg Gadget. Okay. Um, I'm and... familiar with Korg products. Uh, they make a lot of uh, different instruments and stuff. Yeah, with yeah. mostly yeah, mostly synthesizers and, yeah. and shit like that, mm -hmm. samplers. Um, but this but this particular program, Korg Gadget, um, Gadget is such a great. I, don't, I just got so addicted to using it because the way that it's laid out is kind of like Logic Pro. If yeah. you've ever used Logic Pro X. I have, yeah. Um, oh yeah, so it's, it's it's so it's like that, but instead of everything being really fine-tuned, it's it's all very blocky, which is a oh. lot easier to work with. So you have all your synths on, on the horizontal axis, and then you have all the tracks in the vertical axis, and it just plays from top to bottom mm -hmm. instead of left to right. That's cool. Um, and it's so easy and all of my all of my music uses that um maybe for post-processing i either use uh logic or i use um ace uh not ace pride uh 
audacity that's the, one. Oh, the other okay, a, right. a yeah. for him. um i know um, for me um i've actually recently got into uh ableton um, oh dude yeah because i really uh, want to use ableton so yeah I've, i was the same way um and i actually bought the license too i didn't you know pirate it or whatever um because <laughs> nice. i did try pirating it one time and it just wouldn't act right so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna buy the actual thing yeah yeah because um, it's always easier to especially with music stuff with vsts and all that stuff it, it makes it way easier to just legitly buy it instead of going through all these loopholes to like um touring it and all that stuff so mm. um yeah i generally don't don't really uh pirate stuff nah, too neither, much so it's um, a waste of waste of time <laughs> yeah honestly um and plus like i get i feel like i get a lot more out of it too i mean there's like so many limitations whenever you do pirate it like you don't get updates and all that kind of stuff so oh yeah absolutely um, yeah yeah uh but i i actually started um in garage band and then um, oh same that same. yeah i feel like a lot of people do honestly i was just i think everyone did yeah but like oh wow hey hey uh apple we're gonna like throw in these uh this this little free little music making software in there and mm. and let you all have fun with it and i was like oh okay I use my ipod touch uh with with garage band your ipod touch yeah oh wow i haven't had an ipod touch since i was like in middle school yeah damn so that was i mean that was ages ago yeah That's when i started i used my ipod touch and then i had a really old i think it's like second gen ipad mm-hmm. um and then i didn't do music for quite a while yeah. um and then i got oh yeah then 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 i ended up um investing in a new ipad because i do commission work um and i was like you know what i'm gonna see if if korg is still a thing and i and i saw that they had korg 2 yeah and i was like damn okay and that's when i got it and that was like three years ago so Mm -hmm. um yeah but it's great it's it's so good i I have a lot of fun um yeah using it for sure Mm. yeah because um so whenever i uh was done with garage band i was like uh, i was looking for the next thing to move on to um and mm. of course, you know, I stayed in the the Apple space or whatever, and went with Logic Pro. Um, yeah. Because um, it's basically like it, it it wasn't too unfamiliar. It had the same interface for the most part. So, mm. um, and I, I actually like even going back to Logic Pro um, from Ableton. I actually like its interface way more. I think it's more modern and sleek and clean. You know, just like Apple, how Apple is. You know, so. Yeah, um, I I really like Logic Pro. It's mm-hmm. just that they have different it has different terminology one thing that this is just a minor gripe but one thing that caught me off for so long was that i never knew how to export my song oh. and for the longest time i was like where the fuck is export <laughs> where is it until i did i was like okay you know what? i'm just gonna google this yeah google google and it's like bounce yeah you have to bounce like, it. what yeah and um... bounce Actually, in, in Ableton, it, it still is, uh, they still call it export, actually, um, but whenever they say bounce, it's, like, more, like, bounce the individual tracks and not, like, the whole, uh, the whole yeah, scene yeah. or whatever, so, uh, yeah, um, but I've actually been really liking Ableton. The only thing mm, I will I say... I really want to try it. Yeah, the only thing I will say is, um, 
Logic definitely has the upper hand on the uh, preset libraries uh, of instruments and stuff. I, I think all their oh yeah, all their stuff sounds Dude. so good. Like, Dude, the uh, orchestral the orchestral synths yeah that are in Logic are so good. They they are like lifelike. They are so realistic. Yeah, the stock VSTs I, I definitely prefer on the uh, the uh, Logic as well. Actually, mm. so the thing with uh. With Ableton is, I'm pretty sure, unless you get the very max version of it, like the one that costs the most, you don't actually, you can't actually um, edit the uh, synthesizers and stuff themselves. You can simply just pick from different sounds from them and stuff like that. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can edit like the sample of each sound, yeah, but, but you yeah. can't like actually make sounds from the actual like the actual v uh the synthesizer itself which um unless i just don't know how to do it but i mean i kind of i kind of mess around with it for a while so i figured i would probably know by now mm. if i could um but i could be totally yeah. wrong but um but i don't know at least for logic it's like way easier you literally just go click into the um where it actually says the name of the VST and it just opens it right mm. up for you and you're in it, the, yep. the interface. And you can and just edit it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 also why I really like Korg because mm -hmm. it's exactly the same. In fact, Korg is even fancier and each synthesizer has its own really, like, really well-designed UI that actually yeah. looks like a real-life synthesizer where it has all the um, the envelopes and oscillators and all that LFOs yeah, and all, and... all the dials are yeah. um like realistic renders so it kind of oh, okay. looks like an actual dial nice yeah it's really nice um really well designed app um but mm -hmm. uh yeah well that's the thing because that's why that's actually the thing i spend the most when i'm making music because i i play around with with different synths and i i yeah use different i korg has such a great range of of synthesizers and um you know, that that's the, the thing. That What's that, that? That's the thing about these uh, VSTs is like, literally, you can spend like weeks just like creating mm. sounds from them. It's it's insane. Like mm -hmm. there's there was a point in time where I was like so obsessed with trying to find the right sound um, that I was like not even actually making songs. I was just literally just experimenting oh, with different sounds. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I actually kind of like that at some point, but then there's another part of me that you know i just want to actually make something that like it's it, it's its own song so it's mm. not just um not just sound I, I i did less i focused less on making the perfect sound and just creating a a cohesive track pretty much so um, mm. Mm. Um, i think um, i think the balance find, i'm trying to find a, a a sound effect that i made recently that i thought i could share that oh, i yeah. made with korg because it's just so easy with korg to make because the thing is i with nicro um i actually make the sound effects oh um, okay yeah and uh that's why it's like perfect to be able to make uh stuff in these uh digital workstations or whatever because um like for games literally if you have a synth you can make any sign you want in a freaking game like mm. You can make um, the footsteps using... Uh, so there's this uh, one that I use called uh, Ma Massive. It's made by Native Instruments. Oh my god. Um, I I want that so bad. I love it so... It's like my favorite synthesizer oh ever. Oh my god. That's what Disaster Piece used yeah, for the yes, entire for, Fez album. And, and he used it for Hyperlight Drifter too. Yeah. 
My god, I love it. That's actually one of my favorite OSTs is from Hyperlight Drifter by D- Disasterpiece. That's like one of my favorite. Mm. Um, and actually, Fez did have a lot of good ones. Uh, there was one on it in particular um, that I like. It's my favorite freaking indie game song like to date. Um, mm. It just gives mm. like a sense of adventure. Um, let me find it. Disaster... Yeah, here we go. I just realized if I is no real easy way for me to share the sound effect. <laughs> I could just play it on my side and everybody will be able to hear. Oh, it. I could probably. Hold on, can I just drop it on to the? Oh, there actually, what's funny is uh, the the song is actually named Adventure. <laughs> huh. so oh yeah, yeah. That actually makes um, sense. Yeah. Oh, let's check okay, it out yes. here. So I put it on the uh, the Discord. Yeah, I see it. I'll play it. Here, let's see. So, um, I made this. Uh, oh wow! It's like a, it's like a, uh, sort of like a, like a down, downer effect sort of thing. Um, yeah. Because yeah. there's like risers where it's like going up, and then there's downers where it like sort of fades into nothing, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's an arpeggiator, uh, arpeggiator with um, lots of post processing. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Because it is actually originally it was dun 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 like very spaced out. Yeah. And then I just I just used a um stretching slide and or just an audacity. And so it makes just makes it go faster and higher pitched as the song goes goes on. My favorite thing reverb and then fade out. My favorite thing is whenever um you add like the randomness to synths um and our like arpeggiations. Um Whenever it'll like, so it'll be it go from one note to another note that's a completely different octave to another note that has like a different effect on it to another note that has a separate effect. Like it, it just mm. like the possibilities are endless. Like I, I freaking love that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, let, let's go on to the uh, next topic. Um, because I want to wrap this up a little in a little bit. Uh, oh, I, know yeah. I know it's getting late <laughs> for you, so <laughs> I don't want to oh, keep yeah, you is. forever. That's all right. Um, so, uh, what, what are some of your future goals besides, you know, the, to release Nigra? Um, uh, yeah. But... Besides the obvious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, future goals. Okay. If we're talking like any goal, like dreams. Yeah. Um, I've got some really big dreams and That's cool. a lot of them revolve around Nigra. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them do also revolve around like if or if like if if not the the game is successful and uh yeah but but i do have i've always always had a massive massive dream um involving nikra being turned into a live action movie oh i think um, i saw you say something about that on twitter actually yes i've yeah. mentioned about it numerous times on twitter and i've even gone to the extent of the uh i spent ages describing it on um on the stream mm-hmm. uh once um because nikra when I dream and think about Nikra, it is not in pixel art. I think about it as if it was real life. Yeah. And and I it's always been a real life thing. And so the closest thing you can get to real life is a live action movie or, exactly. or a TV series, right? Yeah. Um, or or a game, but but even then, I uh, graphics these days aren't just just isn't good enough to be like realistic realistic 
So it depends. Um, it depends. I, I think but the Last I, of Us like, Part I don't want two. it to be stylized. I want it to well, be yeah. like super realism. Okay. So yeah. what what I'm thinking about is like Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Scale okay. Okay. Of of the Heptiverse. Uh huh. Um, and that is that is my future goal. But that's okay. that's kind of like an extreme goal because I know that that's so hard to do. Yeah. And so expensive as well. I need millions and millions of dollars. Um, so, like, I know, I, yeah, so that would be cool, but again, that really depends on the, the success. Uh, a step back from that would be an animated series. That could be really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that even, one is actually a little bit more achievable. Um, it is. Because yeah. you could always hire, you know, animators. Um, I guess you, yeah. could, you could be like the the um the main director or whatever and then you yeah, know just be the director it's, it's yeah it's fine um and you know with with the with the uh, i hope <laughs> i hope there's some popularity with nicra i hope that with that i can use that to spread the word out you know yeah and maybe people who play it are aspiring animators and like yo i want to work on the thing da, da, da. yeah so, that'd be awesome um, yeah, so there, there, there's probably some future goals. I do have some other things that are slightly less related to Nycra, like, um, there are personal things, like, I really want to get into blacksmithing. Oh, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's such a random thing, but... Ha, have you ever, my... uh, been interested in making a katana, like, in the old traditional way? Um, I actually really want to make, uh, Damascus knives. Oh, Okay. Yeah, like, I really want to get into um, learning the proper techniques of folding uh, steel and yeah. and creating patterned knives. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, like, kitchen knives. I don't, I, don't, I don't really like any other type of blade. I only like kitchen knives. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, it's such a specific thing. But I've always uh. loved Japanese, like, like, blade, uh, like, kitchen blades. And yeah. They're, they're just so cool, and I really want to get into creating them. Um, and, yeah, like, I've got a lot of hands-on things that I want to do. Like, I want to get into pottery. Um, uh, nice. One of my biggest dreams was to get into, uh, like, gardening and, and planting and stuff. But I'm I'm doing that now, actually, which is oh, really wow. fun. Um, what are you growing? Uh, what was that? What, what are you growing? Oh, damn. Uh, I've got 30 <laughs> plants at the moment. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting. I've tweeted about it a few times, but it's I, getting saw, kind yeah. of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I I have actually my recent. I've got uh, eight recent plants, uh, but they're all the same. I, I'm growing strawberries, um, mm -hmm. and so eight strawberry plants. I've got like uh, six, bring on like onion plants, yeah, uh, and then I've got a whole other variety of other things. I've got like. Uh, uh, stevia, I've got a Schaeffler,a I've got um, a aloe vera, I've got two bamboos, oh, um, nice. basil, um, lots of herbs. Um, I'm curious uh, with with strawberries. Is it one of the plants where you could you you plant the seed and it like continuously keeps producing? Uh... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's asexual in terms of asexual reproduction. Uh -huh. So it it basically doesn't. It can basically clone itself, um, oh. which is really cool. So what it does is it, it sends out these little runner lines, um, just sort of sort of like an arm, just a constant expend, extending arm until mm -hmm. it gets to a certain point, and then it sort of digs into the ground, grows some roots, and it literally duplicates itself. Oh wow, that's awesome! I want to like um, have a little garden. 
yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a little more complicated than that, but yeah. but um, what I did because I I went I went galaxy brain on this shit, and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna get two different species of of strawberry, oh, wow. and I'm gonna put them next to each other. And then what I'm gonna do because I'm I wanna increase the gene pool and I wanna I wanna uh You wanna crossbreed them? What's that, sorry? You you wanna crossbreed them essentially? Well that's the thing, because I, I was doing some research and I found out with most fruits and vegetables that um that uh that have a, a tendency to um because like not not every plant is going to fruit and flower. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what what is what is the science behind it? You know, what what increases the the rate of of fruiting what what increases the rate of survival and a lot of it is around genetics really and a lot of it is around the surrounding plants because if you have a big like a massive massive field of the same strawberry um they're just going to grow the same the same shape the same type and um the the problem with that though is that if one of them gets some some horrible fungus or disease they all can get it Whereas oh. if you have a different species, um, there's a higher chance for it to not be able to carry on different diseases. Oh, okay. So That's I was like, I'm going to get different species of, of <laughs> strawberry, and I put them together, and I don't know which one's which. And so when they flower, what you do is you get a little paintbrush, and you go on the uh, the pollen of, of the flowers, and you sort of, you're basically, you're basically uh, forcing the strawberries to have sex. Um, <laughs> Which is so weird, but it is <laughs> yeah. kind of true because you're getting the pollen from one strawberry and putting it into the other flower and vice versa. Uh-huh. Um, and what you're doing is that you're just crossing, you're just mixing the genetics up. And so I'm really hoping that when that happens, I'm going to get these strawberries that um, both plants will hopefully produce the same strawberries because they're mixed genetics, but, yeah. but it, they will be better plants as a whole because the, the gene pool is broader. Yeah. Um, That's so, cool. So, yeah. I, the, but this this is the reason why I wanted to do um, gardening because I love that shit. I yeah. love genetics. <laughs> um, That's awesome. The fact that you can have a seed and it grows to a fucking tree is so cool to me. Yeah. Um, plants are amazing. Like, they are. They are so cool. Um, and I actually recently I was trying to get into some microgreens, just like little sprouts, mm-hmm. um, like alfalfa. And um, I just I just bought some two dollars where it's cheap as cheap as hell. Yeah. And I just I have this little green um, like greenhouse thing. It's like a it's like a little con- like a big container that has some mm. vents on the top. Basically oh, okay. a little hot house. Yeah. And uh, put some soil in there, and I just sprinkled some alfalfa seeds, not thinking much of it. And I forgot about it for a few days, and it came back, and it's just overgrown oh, with uh... with this this alfalfa and i'm like holy moly this looks amazing Um, that's insane and it's really healthy for you too and and this is the sort of thing that everyone should have in their house like everyone should be growing it's it's so easy yeah yeah do do you get like or do you grow it like outside or is it in your like um well at the moment in new zealand it's it's a little too cold so a lot of my um because new zealand has weird weather and i live in a valley so um at the moment, I did notice that it's probably a little too cold for a lot of the um, a lot of the more uh, her- like herbaceous plants uh-huh. like basil yeah. um, and stevia, and I've got a sage plant as well, which is really fussy with the temperature. Yeah. So it really depends. Um, uh, like potato, I've got I've got potato plants. Um, nice. Potato is super hardy, and you can you can leave it out, and it's fine. And I've got a I've got a whole bunch of potato outside. Uh, and same with spring onion, um, but but 
uh yeah but it really depends and i think this is this is another part of the reason why i love um gardening because each plant has their own it's like it's like their own personality yeah <laughs> and each one can only handle a certain thing and each one has their own climate and requirements and it's great mm -hmm. it's really fun that's cool um mm. it's like a pet <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, so there's this thing that I've seen um, where people like, uh, I know like for the majority of people, they, they regard plants as, you know, inanimate objects that mm. uh, don't have any kind of feelings or anything like that. But there's also been studies where um, they, they've had like one group of plants, you know, just off on their own. Then they mm. had uh, another group where there were people like constantly there, like you know, talking to it as if it was real and like, like mm. a pet, like a pet almost. And then like you know, reading it books and playing music and stuff for it. And mm. the ones that were left on their own just grew normally, and the other ones like grew like infinitely better. Like, oh yeah. Um, I just think that's super interesting, and it kind of like raises the question as to like. Are plants really, you know, brain dead as we think they are? And I, I, I don't know. It's I, just super interesting. I don't think they are. Yeah, no, they, they are not. And there's so much evidence to support that. Um, you even, even go as far as like you look at the, the, um, the systems in like the Amazon, and you look at even just the a typical forest, mm -hmm. and what is actually going on um, there's there's like this invisible uh, conversation. There's this invisible like crowd around you of of all these talking trees yeah because they're all sending chemicals off to each other to 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 tell you about certain to tell each other about certain things so um like for example it there there's again there's been scientific proof that if a tree gets sick the trees around it notice that it's sick it, it will and help they send it. out chemicals yeah. going there's a sick tree um you know be careful or whatever mm -hmm. um and and like they cut off maybe the water supplies like there's actually like a there's like communication which is so insane yeah um similar um, to that actually i've seen one instance where um i don't remember if it was potato or some sort of a crop i think where mm. um one of them was not getting enough water so the the plants closest to it like the roots they would like sort of go over like sort of stretch out to the roots of the one that wasn't getting enough water and basically share their supply of water with it to like make mm. it survive pretty much yeah um, yeah i think that's like honestly super cool like, this is mm. so interesting absolutely um uh sorry i was just having a drink uh, i think <laughs> i think the um one of the other things that that's also paired to this is uh mushrooms oh yeah because i love mushrooms and they they are just as complicated and mm -hmm. the fact that that mushrooms um especially mycelium and and all the the deep network of of mushroom um like fungi that go that like all it's exactly the same as like tree roots but yeah but there's been so much evidence that mushrooms are are actually highly complicated but also very simple at the same time and it's it's amazing what mushrooms can do and and i think i think mushrooms should be taught about a lot more as like as much as trees really because yeah when i when i when you grow up you know you maybe you see the amanita muscaria which is the typical red one with white dots mm -hmm. um and you've got the button mushroom that you eat and you know portobello but but 
but that's like that is like three out of maybe like millions and millions of species yeah. out there. <laughs> and there are some amazing there's literally blue mushrooms out there. Mm-hmm. There is literally like green and pink and purple slimy mushrooms there's ones that look like alien guts the yeah. ones that are like beautiful and like flowery looking mm-hmm. and it's it this is this i mean this is a very broad uh broad conversation but it's just that like mushrooms and trees and and even insects these are like these these microcosms of of highly dense information and you have these these millions and millions, even billions of species and subspecies that that we just basically take for granted because yeah. we're like, ah, mushrooms, ah, trees, <laughs> whatever. We generalize know. things then, a lot, yeah. Yeah, and then when when you actually look into it, you're like, holy shit, there are so many mushrooms, dude. Like, yeah, you know, you when I when I was doing my research and I was I was looking into all the different types, like there are so many subcategories and. Um, for example, uh, I always thought that psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. I always thought that that was, like, its own special thing, you know, like, oh, mystical mushroom. No, there are so many psychedelic m- mushrooms out oh, there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and again, that is just one category, and mm-hmm. it's, like, there are mushrooms that, um, that, uh, that have, like, an- uh, antiseptic properties, there are mushrooms that have um like painkiller properties yeah um, it honestly it goes it, it's so awesome and i love mushrooms man they're so cool and i really want to make a game one day that is like specifically about collecting mushrooms oh my and, god i was just about to say that yeah <laughs> yeah i That'd want awesome. that so bad because like imagine okay imagine i'm talking like i'm talking like pokemon scale of of amount of like I want I want like a thousand mushrooms in a game. And hey, I want I want name. like a I want like a low poly just imagine with me a low poly yeah. PS1 style game. Oh. Um, with like crunchy sound effects like low bit sound effects. Yeah. And literally a thousand mushrooms all with their own environments and the whole game is based around just finding mushrooms and uh using the right tools to pick it up and then like finding like researching about them honestly i'm like thinking of like things that could add to the game like i'm just thinking of uh, a title called mushroom hunter <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it's like uh you you're, you like start off in a little village or something um mm. in like a little cabin and then um uh you know you you go out to explore the first day and then uh you know you collect some mushrooms to make you know some soup or something for your grandma or something like that (laughs) and then and then you know you're like exploring the forest like a week later and then you find like a hidden like portal and it goes to a completely different area of the world or even a different world yeah where there are tons of different kinds of mushrooms and then dude it's just so many things you could go into with that honestly oh yeah this is this is why i mean (laughs) dude this is why I love making games because yeah. what we're doing right now is 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 why this is great because exactly. I love to just think about the craziest shit and then go can this be a game? Yeah. Hmm. Um because like you could take you could take the, that even just that simple idea I had of just having, you know, combining looting mushrooms and RPG 
and you could just go absolutely ham on it. You could literally go like, okay, the first like the first other idea that came to my mind was like, um, like Fungimancer. Oh, you know? <laughs> like like a whole game about like witches and wizardry, but it's all everything is based around mushrooms. Even like creating potions, like mushroom yeah. potions and so yeah, and, that'd be awesome. And like. You know, you have a wand and you have spells and you could do like summons, but the summons are like mushroom creatures. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you know, like the possibilities are endless. So far. Literally, we're gonna we're gonna create like a mushroom genre of games, pretty much. <laughs> I'm actually this is really funny because while we're talking, I'm actually getting a whole bunch of ideas. Yeah, me that. too. I, I really want to start drawing now. <laughs> Is this is this when is this when both of us are like secretly going? Hmm, we should we should make a game. Exactly, you know, I'll do the, you can do the art. I'll do the yeah, programming. Exactly. Fuck. Hey, whenever you're done with Niker, hit me up. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm. This is why I want to finish it. Actually, yeah. I really want to make another game. And like, if I wasn't working on Niker, I would absolutely be drafting shit up. And I would For I sure. would actually ask you a bit, like, yo, let's actually do this. For sure, um, dude. I'd be down. Because this is the sort of thing that I love, and I've loved for so long, and it's it's also the sort of thing that can grow into, like, we can have a Kickstarter, and we can yeah. actually, like, really build this as an IP, and we can actually, like, create a game, and then, you know, the the conversation of going, oh, you know, what, what art direction we're going to go? We're going to go 3D or 2D or, like, Game Boy-esque? Or, exactly. You know, there's so many things, and oh, it'd be so cool. You know really, what really game cool. I imagine we could make it like you know, as far as art style direction? Um, have you heard this one called Garden Story? Garden Story? It's oh. um this pixel art game. Wait, let me see. Where it's like you play as this little fruit, I think. Um, oh, that's quite new, isn't it? Yeah, um, they they released a beta for not the beta a demo for um, recently, and uh, mm -hmm. I got a chance to play it. It was pretty fun. Um, he plays like a little grape or something, I think, and then there's like a bunch of little creatures in the yeah. world and stuff. Uh, like whenever I see that, I kind of think of the whole mushroom uh, hunter or mushroom mancer or whatever. Mm. Uh, kind of, I feel like the art style would definitely be similar to like how this game looks. So. So yeah, like the key is something like that, but yeah. I was thinking kind of like inverted in terms of instead of being more of the pastel lighter, it'd be more of the darker, grungy. Oh yeah. Um I could because work mushrooms too. are almost always found in moist, dark places. Uh-huh. So if you have an aesthetic that reflects that, I think that could work really well. Yeah. Um paired with maybe high contrast lighting effects. So you can have like oh, a, lantern, cool. a lantern that's really bright. Um, I mean, the game could technically just take place under, and like in a cave, really. I mean, the whole yeah, world could be it under could a cave. Yeah, just be. Maybe it could the whole thing could just be underground. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know that could be cool. Yeah, um, for sure. Lots of ideas, and I think after after this uh, stream, I'm probably gonna <laughs> probably gonna draw <laughs> because I kind of want to come up with something. Like, I think that'd be that'd be cool. I want to create see. like. A little creature or something yeah um i might even make me a little mushroom uh mancer myself so yeah um, hell yeah i'll definitely send you that if i ever do make it i probably yeah, will. You do yeah cool yeah anyways um i guess we can go ahead and end it it's been like almost two hours now so yeah probably one of yeah, my longer podcasts <laughs> that's for sure
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to talk a lot. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, but the thing is, I think, uh, I think I covered a lot of a lot of the areas. I mean, there yeah, were a few, for sure. There are a few things on this list here that we did miss, but um, I think, I think it's just more like a time thing, you know. Yeah, and, and plus, this is more of a general kind of list too. It's not really like you know we have to go through these points like one by one. It's just like mm. a general like thing just in case we have in case we run out of stuff to talk about or something or we just want to move on to something else you know so yeah yeah um, um well before i before i head off uh am i allowed to have a, a cheeky cheeky plug oh yes for sure please go ahead <laughs> um well yeah for those who are interested um so i'm making nakara and that is still ongoing it's still work in progress but it is hopefully going to be finished um before the end of this year yeah. Uh, you can pre-order it at nykra.com. That's N-Y-K-R-A.com. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. I tend to post uh, GIFs and development stuff, everything that I'm making, editor included. Um, and that's just at Endesga, E-N-D-S-G-A. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, this was a great time. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you for uh, stopping by and having a nice little chat. Mm, mm. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hang up and then go into stream. So I'll talk okay, to you later. Sweet. Yep. All good. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Nice. So that was a pretty fun time. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, no, there was someone in chat. B Bog Pod Gaming or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll send you a message. Uh, and uh, we can talk about that stuff later. Uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for stopping by, and I'll see you in the next one.